Welcome to Let's Talk About Books, baby, where we will be talking with your favorite LGBTQ authors. So I'm Anita Kelly, and my guest today is Lee Hayes. Hello, Lee. Hello, Anita. How are you doing? I'm well. How are you? Pretty good. Pretty good. Awesome. For a Monday, I guess. Yeah. Rainy Monday on the East Coast. Yes, it is actually rainy co- Monday on the East Coast. I know. It's uh, it's hard to get rolling even though it's night. I feel like, ugh. So, uh, yeah. So, Lee, let's talk about your books. Um, okay. So, what what was your first published novel? It was Providence. Uh, it was published this February, um, just before everything went sort of sideways. Wow. So, yeah. But I had been writing for a long time and then finally submitted it. Okay. So, tell us about it. What's it about? It is about a photographer who does uh, boudoir photography, okay. which is kind of like uh, old style pinups, really, is okay. a good way to put it. Okay. But but she kind of also blends into the fine arts, you know, sort of, uh, she go, almost goes to, um, she's like an erotic, almost, some, some people have criticized her as porn, okay. you know, so she's that kind of intense. And, Ed- edgy. Um, Edgy, edgy. Yeah, that's a good way of putting it, edgy. And uh, she inherits a lot of money from her friend. um, And she goes to, uh, she wants to get rid of it because it's just guilt money for her. She doesn't really care if she has it or not. And um, that's when she meets uh, the investment uh, consultant, uh, Lindsay. And they start a relationship. Well, not at first, but Lindsay's like, asks me, says, to Rebecca, let me prove to you that you want to keep this money, you know, because Lindsay's in a bit of a bind. Her finances aren't as good as they could be, and she really needs to keep this client. So and it kind of unfolds from there. Okay. Yeah. All right. That's awesome. And um, do you have anything coming out soon then? I do, actually. I have Too Good to Be True, which is set in Providence as well. But um, it actually hinges off of, one of Lindsay's friends, uh, Jen and her Jen is a, what a, a mother, a divorced mother, uh, who has a wedding fling and then discovers that her wedding fling is her son's social worker at, uh, the school that he goes to. <laughs> and so, that's awesome. you know, yeah. As one of, one of Jen's friends in the book says, well, when you fall out of the, when you fall, jump out of the tree, you, you fall, fall completely out of the tree. When you branch out, you fall right out of the tree. So, yeah. Oh, so true. Yeah. So is this then like a sequel to Providence? It is not. It, it is, is not. set in this, it is set in the same, um, the same setting, uh-huh. but it is not a sequel. Mm-hmm. It is just the same area. Okay, so we won't and overlapping. We, we won't see Lindsay and her uh Lindsay does is in this book. Okay. Lindsay is in this book. Um Rebecca is not. I originally had them in there, but unfortunately it was uh it was a fun scene but not a relevant scene. Ah, you know. Had to go. So, had to go. <laughs> Kill your darlings. Yep. Yeah. Oh cool. And when is um too good to be true coming out? It's coming out in November. Wow. Next month, huh? Great. Next month. All right. So we can look for that. Do you have a release date yet? Um, 
I believe it's released through BSB on November 1st. Okay. Um, and then through like then, Amazon uh, and stuff. Amazon, like I think on the 15th. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, um, okay. Me. Awesome. So we will look for that. Yep. Okay. November 1st. Yep. Okay. Fantastic. Well, this was timely. Yeah. So, yes. so what kind of research did you have to do for your Providence books? Like the, um, are you familiar with that area? Um, how did you choose Providence? Um, I am familiar with that area. My family is from the, a lot from the Northeast corner of Connecticut. Okay. So Providence was always 30 minutes away. We didn't, ironically, Providence, when I was growing up was not known as a, um, it had experienced a bit of a renaissance in the last, I want to say 15 years. And it was not known as a city to go to. So Providence had the gay mayor, right? Yes. And totally yes. did like a makeover. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Well, and also they had, uh, they also redeveloped their waterfront. Their waterfront had been yeah. under industrial construction. Like many cities, um, the waterfronts just were not considered important. So they, well, they were, they were business areas, yeah. but not, you know, places to congregate. And so, yeah, Providence unearthed a lot of its old history in doing that. Yeah, so it's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. I, yeah. I picked it because I liked it was it's it's a small enough city that you can feel like you could run into people and mm -hmm. and you could set different stories in it. But it wasn't so large that um, the characters would feel lost in it. Mm -hmm. You know, and also New York City was I originally thought of it in New York City, but I just didn't feel like home for any of the characters there. Oh. So, oh, that's yeah, cool. That's great. So uh, did you have to do a lot of research or was it all in your head already? Uh, I did a lot of research, actually. Yeah, um, yeah no, like I, I you know, uh, Aurora Ray does uh, beta reading for me and she'd say to me, we don't need so many streets in this right now. So I would take, you know, I, you know, figure out exactly where they were walking and when and that sort of stuff, you know. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I like what did uh, Stephen Colbert called it? Truthiness. Mm -hmm. That's what I'm trying for is not for somebody to be knocked out of the story because they're like, yeah, that's in the wrong spot. Mm -hmm. You know? Mm -hmm. So. Okay. All right. So are you more of a detail oriented person then? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Are you sure? Yeah. Well, I get bored with the details. That's the thing. Okay. It's like, I have to get them right, but I get bored too long. So yeah, that's uh, totally get that. Yeah. yeah, I'm like, oh no, okay, I'm I'm bored now. Um, I'm over this. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, but I'm like, but I will get very obsessive. Like I'm like, no, no, no. What is there on that corner? Okay. And then finally, I have to say to myself, just make it up. <laughs> okay. So were there some made up things on the corners of of problems? Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 So well, with, with, with research, sometimes it's, you know, it's kind of funny because you discover things that you're like, no, this can't be true. And you're like, oh, look, this is actually true. I was looking for something like that. Oh. So, yeah, you can't make stuff up, really. Yeah. It, yeah. It's often true. Yeah. So. <laughs> I know the most bizarre stuff you can't make up. Right. Right. And nobody believes you when you write it. They're like, that's just not believable. Uh, that's, yeah. That's fiction. That's made up. Yeah. 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 So, um. How long have you been writing? Um, 
probably since I was like five. Wow. So um, I do remember writing a little story when I was five. And then um, I quit when I was, when I went to college, I didn't, I was going to be a journalist. So I took a lot of creative nonfiction writing classes, journalism classes. And then I realized I was too much of an introvert to really do journalism well. So, um, yeah. And I think that I was coming out at the same time and I, I couldn't figure out the stories I wanted to tell because I couldn't figure out who I was. Okay. So I stopped writing. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. So um, do you have any, like, works in progress right now? Um, I, yes, I have two that I'm researching right now. One that just came to me a couple of days ago. So I was like, oh, of course. And, and another one that I'm thinking of setting in um, Key West. Ah, Key West Which, is fun. Yep. Yep. Okay. Are you going to have the cat person there? No. <laughs> no, it's it's actually about a, a rum distiller. Ah, okay. Yeah. Right. I've been doing a lot of research there. I know most people are cry, cry me a river that I'm doing research about alcohol, I'm sure. <laughs> I don't get that. Why is that? Oh, people are like, are you doing tastings? Oh, I see. I see. Yeah. I get it. All right. I'm like, no, I'm trying to figure out how stills work. <laughs> <laughs> I'm building one. <laughs> right. So no, I can't. Yeah. We, we have this, this restaurant in town. Uh, it's called, uh, it's called the speakeasy and it used to be a speakeasy mm-hmm. and it's, uh, has this little door on the side, this side alley that goes down to this dark place where there's this bar and stuff and, and they kept it the same. And, and, um, I think it was like, it's called like the bookstore speakeasy or something. Cause it was like mm-hmm. a bookstore upstairs. So all of the, the books are actually the menu. Like they pasted the menu inside old books. Like it's, it's really cool. Um, but it has a whole history of, you know, being a speakeasy and, uh, yeah. you know, it's, it's neat. Um, so cool. yeah, it is. So, um, you said that you have like some unfinished or half finished works that. Oh yeah, I have, I do. I have a lot of, um, I joke that inside it. So I'm a big science fiction and fantasy reader. Okay. Um, and I joke that inside all of us, there's an epic, uh, there's like a Tolkien esque epic waiting to come out. But, um, you know how I don't like detail work? World building to me is kind of boring after a while. So, ah, okay. So I'm like, oh, I'm done with this. Yeah, sci-fi. <laughs> you have to build the whole world, the whole set, right? Yeah. 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 I guess with uh, romance, which Providence falls under, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yep. You, you don't really have to do that. Um, you just kind of place your character somewhere. Um, it's true. It's it's more world building than you think, which is funny because it's like you think of world building as a science fiction and fantasy, but for me it's like where do they live? What happens? You know, how do they work? What's going on during the day? And even if that never makes it to the page, I have to know it so I can figure out where they're coming from. Mm-hmm. It helps with character so. development, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So do you do you have your characters already f- figured out before you start like uh, with a storyline? Yes, I usually do. Yep. Um, 
I'm, I'm a pantster is what I, you know, um, I've been moving more toward plotting. Mm -hmm. It's, it's again, it's that whole thing about detail. Um, an outline makes me itch, Mm -hmm. (laughs) but the reality is, is though, uh, I realize that when you write a treatment or you write a proposal, you are actually outlining it. You're just not using the Roman numerals to do so. So getting my brain around that and going, you know what, you really are outlining and it's okay. It's okay. You can write it if you want. Mm -hmm. So, but Yeah. Yeah. So, so you kind of do half and half, maybe half mm-hmm. outline and half just kind of wing it. Yep. Okay. Yeah. And that works I'm, for you. Yeah. Cause you kind of know. So for me, I'll see scenes in my head, like, mm-hmm. and, um, and I'll write to that scene to that point. Cause I'll see it as like a pivotal moment of whatever, you know, I'm like, Oh, this is the reason I'm writing this book to write this scene or because of this scene. And sometimes, like in the past, like I've had that scene and, and writing to it. And I'm like, wow, I'm 40,000 words in. And um, I guess this scene is happening at the end, you know. <laughs> so, yeah. So so what do you see? Like we're talking about kind of outlining versus winging it. What, what do you see as a common trap for aspiring writers? Oh, not finishing your work. Really? You gotta fin- yeah, you got to at least finish it. Like, um, oh, God, you know, who is it? There's a there's a book. There's I read a lot of craft books, but there's one where she talks about sexy new book, which is, you know, everybody likes that one. It, it comes around, you know, it comes along and you're and um, you want to start working on that immediately. But really. Writing a book is like being in a relationship. You have to sit into it for the long haul. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah. So when I get the, so, so finishing your story, even if it's terrible, mm-hmm. you just learn how to close a book, mm-hmm. you know, because a lot of aspiring writers are really good writers at the beginning, mm-hmm. you know, and you just, yeah, it's that, it's when you, yeah, it's the, the fear of, of not fulfilling your promise and you've just got to, you just got to finish it. So you That's, think people get scared and just stop or? Yeah. You know, because when you're writing it, it's never the way it's going to be in your brain. <laughs> you're like, this is the most beautiful thing. And you get it on the page and it's, and it's, sometimes it's better than you thought. Sometimes it's worse. Sometimes it's in between, mm-hmm. you know, um, but it's, it never, it never hits. It's never quite what you think when you start writing it out. And sometimes that's hard to, 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 to give up. I think that that's sometimes hard for people. So you're, what's actually happening isn't fitting your vision of, of how it was going to go. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. And that's hard. That's sometimes hard because the, what might've been versus what is, mm-hmm. that's a very powerful, powerful thing. Writing know? is hard work. <laughs> yes. <laughs> really? It, it, it is. is. I mean, the other problem too, that I see aspiring writers is actually having, is uh, this idea that you have to write every day. You don't, but you have to stick with it, right? Okay. You have to know who you are. Okay. Like, we don't go to work every day, you know, our day jobs. Mm-hmm. But, you know, and some day jobs, you have better days versus other day jobs where you don't have better, you know, like, mm-hmm. so, and it's, writing's the same thing. It's a job. I mean, you, it's a fun job. Yeah. Yeah. You are, like, probably one of the only um, authors who has ever said that don't write. A lot of people will say, you know, you should write every day, practice your craft. Yeah. Um, 
you know, hone those skills. But a lot of people don't do it, though. I know people who have like weekend marathons. Yeah, you just if you fall out of the practice or the habit of writing, mm-hmm. and that doesn't necessarily mean like, um, you know, if you go three weeks without writing and you're not on vacation, you're in trouble, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But if you go a day or two, don't beat yourself up about it. Mm-hmm. Just know that you're going to have to make up that word count in the week or yeah. something like that, you know? Mm-hmm. And and is but, that what you do? Do you set like a word count, for weekly word count? Usually, yeah. Okay. Yeah, when I'm actively writing, I try to, and you know, the the, the deadline really helps. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so you um, wrote Providence when? I wrote that the first draft of that. It was a Nano Rimo about uh, ten years ago. Wow. The first draft of it, and uh, and then um, I met Aurora Ray through a mutual friend. And she said to me, and I was showing her all my stories and different things, and we were talking, and such writer nerds after a very awkward, you know, coffee uh, meeting, you know, and then we started talking. And uh, and she said to me, pick one and work on it. Uh-huh. And I looked at the ones, and I was like, well, which one do I want to spend time with? And it was Rebecca and Lindsay that I wanted to spend time with, and it's completely different from what it was originally. Oh, but. That's nice. She, yeah. She's awesome. Her array is awesome. <laughs> she is. Yeah, she keeps my ass in line. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's great. So, um, so is that, uh, I was going to ask you about like um, hanging out with author friends and um, does that help you become a better writer? And uh, it sounds like she may hey. be one of those author friends who... Yeah, she definitely is. Um, it's funny, like reading. So I've been beta reading for her since uh, Crescent City Confidential. Ah, great. So, um, and it's, I'm glad that she's beta reading, getting other people to beta read, that there's a rotating group, because I'm sure they give her different things than I do. Mm-hmm. But it definitely taught me, our, our, um, our styles are different enough mm-hmm. that there's never, I can beta read hers and still write my stories. Like once or twice I've been like, Oh my God, I'm writing one of her characters, not mine, you know, but, <laughs> yeah. but it doesn't happen that often. Cause we're just not, you know, we just aren't that similar enough, yeah. but it, it gives you enough of a, I don't know. Buffer maybe is the word or distance, distance mm-hmm. in reading right. it and to be able to help each other. Yeah. So that's yeah. kind of cool. And beta yeah, no, um, we lucked out that that we actually trusted each other enough and also have enough of a, I mean, for both of us, this is, this is something that we love to do, but it is also a, a, a career or a job that we're, so, so taking criticism, she said to me, she's written on my, not sexy, no, <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, and I've done the same too, but it's like, we feel that we have enough you know, I wouldn't necessarily feel that with, you know, other people. Yeah. So, yeah, you got to, yeah, you have to have a little bit of, you have to hide a little bit of your ego sometimes, too, when you're beta reading. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, you, know, you got to, um, I, I, I think you have to develop a, th- a thick skin as an artist, any kind of artist, yep. right? Yep. Um, because there are art critics in the world, you know? Yep. Um, and uh, not everyone's going to like what, what everyone does. Um but, if yeah. I hear it twice, if I hear it twice, mm-hmm. the same sort of thing, then I'm like, hmm. yeah, 
Yeah, because it's not just like a preference or, you know, like what rubs me the wrong way doesn't necessarily rub you the wrong way or vice versa. Yeah. And But if I hear it, variations of it in the same areas, I'm like, okay, something's wrong with this chapter, scenes, whatever. Yeah. Like, hmm, maybe there's something to this. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not seeing it, but they are. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so does, does, um, does like being a beta reader or hanging out with other authors, does that help you become a better writer? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I, yeah. And it also gives you, you know, like writing is a very isolating thing. Yeah. And, um, we can, you know, but at work you're, you go to the water cooler. I'm, I'm a, uh, I'm a help desk person, right? Okay. That's my day job. So when I have a problem, mm-hmm. I sit and I talk to my coworkers and they, we bat around this, you know, how are you going to solve this? Did you try this? Did you try that? Did you try that? And having other authors, even if they're not reading your stuff, but just telling them, Hey, how do you do this? Mm-hmm. You know, when, you know, I'm talking with, um, Angie Williams right now and we're trading uh craft notes it's like do you really write this all out how interesting you know like mm-hmm. now do characters come to you first or is it you know oh the situation interesting because you know everybody is very different mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. but there are threads of commonality yeah and and that gives you license then to maybe try something different right yep mm-hmm. oh, that's great that's awesome so, who are some of your favorite LGBT authors? Well, I've been reading Lesfic since it uh, since uh, the Xena fan fiction days. Okay. So I remember a lot of people before they were published, actually. Yeah. So um, Radcliffe. Yeah. And uh, Megan O'Brien. Okay. And then I, Nell Stark is another person I really like. Yeah. Yep. Um. It's funny. Yeah. I, you know, and then there was some fan fiction authors that I love that I, I hope that they're published, but you know, who knows? Mm-hmm. But yeah. Yeah. I've uh, encountered uh, quite a few published authors who started out writing fan fiction. Yep. Um, so that's, that's really an interesting phenomenon, really. Yeah. I just read it. That's actually, I, I think I wrote maybe three short stories in, you know, how many years of reading it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um, but yeah. Cool. Yeah. Megan O'Brien, I've been trying to get her on the show. Um, actually, uh, some listeners requested her, but uh, she's, she's hard. She's a hard <laughs> one to reach. <laughs> so, you know, if, if you have any pull with her, tell her I've been trying to contact her. <laughs> No, I don't. I'm, I'm yeah. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah. I just I talk with her wife. And that's really it. So yeah, uh, actually, though, some some listeners would like to uh, to have her on the show. Um, I do get requests for certain authors, which is cool. Um, I'm glad our our listeners are are also readers, right? So right. Um, yeah, they uh, they let me know. So. Um, in terms of writing or I don't know, maybe in life in general, what, what are your superpowers, Lee? (laughs) Oh, my superpower in general Mm -hmm. is, um, I'm Mary Sunshine. 
and it's funny because I'm not like I, I think of myself as a little bit of a cynic, but I can find the silver lining in almost anything. That is awesome. It's 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 yeah. I guess it's awesome, but it's just I'm just there's the other part of the back of my head that's just shaking my head at the front of me and going, "Oh my God, you're gonna find a silver lining, aren't you?" You know. So you're like a Pollyanna, huh? A little bit. I'm a, a short-term pessimist, long-term optimist. That's so cool. So that, that's yeah. That is a really positive asset. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So um, that's great. That's great. So uh, um, at the same time, what's your kryptonite? Oh, details and research. Ah, there you go. You know, or I'll just spin in a circle. Um, I have been not in a good writing place for the past couple of months. I have uh, work, family, et cetera. It's been a little crazy with everything that's been going on. Yeah. And uh, Aurora's like, we can't keep doing this. You need you need to get back to writing, or you need to figure this out. And so, yeah, she kind of kicked me out of that. My wife was like, "Well, I'm glad somebody told you." <laughs> I was like, "Okay." Apparently, it's been obvious. Oh, that's so, so great. So, but yeah, were you moody and cranky or something because you were? Oh, writing? totally. Really? Totally. I get oh, I get so cranky when I'm not writing. I am like grouchy. How about that? Yeah. So it's like this really inner need. Mm-hmm. Huh. Yep. Uh, yeah, like soothes the soul or something. Yep. Well, it's yeah. You get to play in a world that you have complete and total control over, <laughs> when nothing else is feeling that way. You know? Oh God! And, and this year was the year, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I can't believe I finished too good to be true. Like two or three weeks before the lockdown really happened in our area. Uh-huh. And um, my family was waiting for me to basically emerge so that we could start to do things together again. Yeah. And then we didn't, well, we were together a lot, but we didn't get to do things like, you know, go play mini golf and stuff like that. Yeah. So, but yeah. Oh, that's, I guess maybe kind of good timing in some ways, but poor timing in others, right? Yes. Yep. Bummer. So are things, um, kind of easing up in your area, um, with, um, you know, the number of cases and, you know, uh, I live in a college town. Uh-huh. So, uh, that has been doing surveillance testing. So it's actually been all right, but well, you know, with well. winter coming, yeah. I mean, cases are edging up a little bit, but not much, yeah. you know, but with winter coming, um, and all of us trapped indoors, I do wonder what's going to happen. Yeah. So, you know, yeah, I know. I, I worry about that too. You know, it's, uh, it was kind of nice to just to be able to go out and hike and stuff. I, I guess I'm going to mm-hmm. have to get some, I don't know. I do have snowshoes. I'll have to get snowshoes <laughs> for my wife and see if we can go out. <laughs> I'm, the, I'm the only one in the family without them right now. Everybody else has one. So uh, I'll have to, Okay. we're just waiting for the snow and the skiing. Yeah. 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 I, I was raised in South Florida. So for me, skiing seems a little crazy. Oh my God. I'm like, have you I'm ever like, been you strapped those on? No, no. By the time I was old enough to do it, I was like, yeah, that seems kind of crazy. You know? Yeah. Wow. Where I had the opportunity. I was like, yeah, no. I, uh, yeah. You get to a certain point, I think, for me, that I got to a certain point that I was just too old to try something that risky. I was like, oh, I don't know. My body's not going to recover from that. Yeah. I, I can see that. I, I feel the same way about um, surfing, like 
water surfing. Right. Yeah, I would love yeah. to do it, but I'm like, yeah, I don't know. I might be too old for that. That's but, pounding, man. I love sur- surfers. And I love surfing, but it is. You have to know how to swim. That's yeah. like all you do is you get knocked off the board. Yeah. yeah. You have a couple of good runs, but most of the day you spend out there just kind of paddling and then getting pounded by the, the wave yeah. as it knocks you down. Yeah, I, I yeah. believe that. Yeah. And and I, on the other hand, grew up near a ski resort. So every day after school, I used to go skiing, which was, mm-hmm. you know, uh, it was awesome. You know, it was, yeah. it was definitely a fun thing to do uh, in my younger days. <laughs> I don't ski any longer. So Yeah. Um, my son is really loving it. So. Oh, that's so cool. That's yeah. great. Great. And, and what part of uh, South Florida did you grow up in? Well, I was raised in the Palm Beach County area, Palm Beach Gardens. Okay, cool. Very cool. Um, my, I, one of my brothers uh, lives in North Palm Beach. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yep. It's, it's a nice area. Yeah, it, it was. Yeah. yeah. It's actually some of the, I often write about wealth or proximity to wealth, probably because of where I grew up. Mm-hmm. Not that my characters are always wealthy, although sometimes they are. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm like, yeah, I'm working something out there, I'm sure. <laughs> so, um, Lee, if you could tell your younger writing self anything, what would that be? Hmm. Oh, just finish it. <laughs> that's great. That's, that's my biggest problem across the board. Just finish it. Okay, just finish it. I like that. Yep. That's, it sounds like it's perfect for you, too. <laughs> yep. That's awesome. All right. All right. So, um, do you like to hear from your readers? Uh, yeah, I think so. Um, the, the whole review process I've only gone through once, and it's, 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 it's nice. It's a little, um, it's not it it's a little surprising I don't know I just it writing turned out to be more public than I was expecting it and even though I was like yeah you publish it and so yeah no I do like to hear from my readers um but it 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 has been a little surprising and also like you know um this community and, and the lesbian community in particular is very um much closer than I thought you know like it's not like the New York Times, when you when you do a pub, best-selling publisher, it, you're, you know, those people are unreachable and untouchable. So it's been very interesting that we're much closer to our audience. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. No, you're right. Um, and closer to your reviewers, too, right? Yes, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that, that is one huge difference. Um, yep. Yeah. So... Um, Let's say some of our listeners, some of your readers wanted to contact you. Uh, how would they do that? Uh, what's the best platform, like email, um, social media? Social media. I'm on Facebook a lot. Um, I'm also on Instagram. Sometimes I don't necessarily put up. Uh, sometimes they're a direct feed to the, each other. Mm-hmm. But sometimes something stays on Instagram that I don't put on Facebook. Not that it's, you know. Mm-hmm a draw or anything but you know facebook is much more of a talky thing and instagram much more of a picture yep 
sometimes I don't really need to send that over to Facebook. So sometimes I'll just leave it on Instagram. Okay. All right. You know. So, so they would contact you. Is it, is it, uh, just Lee Hayes? Um, yes, Lee Hayes. Yes. Um, I, I'm wondering if my Instagram is, um, it might be Lee J Hayes. Okay. On Instagram, yeah. Okay, Lee J Hayes or Lee Hayes on Facebook. Yep. All right. Awesome. Yep. Awesome. Sometimes I get uh, either uh, emails or uh, something on my uh, website just asking uh, for folks, you know, contact information. So yep. I always ask. It's always good to know. Yep. Great. So, Lee, do you have any parting words for our listeners today? Parting words? Um, well, call me flat-footed. Uh-huh. I don't have any parting words. Um, you know, keep reading, enjoy. Reading is what we've got. And, you know, if you're writing, keep writing. Awesome. Eventually, yeah. yeah. Somebody out there wants to read what you're writing. Yeah, that's true. There's something for everyone, right? Yep. Yep. All right. So, Lee Hayes, thanks for being with us today. Um, Thank you for having me. And for our listeners, again, Lee has um, her first novel called Providence. came out in uh, February of 2020. Um, and that's through Bold Strokes Books. Um, and her second novel called Too Good to Be True, is coming out through Bold Strokes November 1st and then available um, on Amazon and other venues on November 15th. And we look forward to that. Um, So thanks again, Lee. Thank Um, you. Yeah. So um, I'm Anita Kelly. And thanks for joining Les Talk About Books, baby. So until next time, may your journey be lighthearted, peace be plenty, and stay safe, folks.